Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everyone. And welcome to the After Buzz After Show for Masters of Sex, Season 3, Episode 10, Through a Glass Darkly. I'm Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Miss Adrian Snow. That's M-S-A-D-R-I-A-N-S-N-O-W. And my co-host, Tiel. Hi, guys. My name is Quinn Skillian. You can find me on Twitter at Quinn Skillian. Yes. And as always, please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, YouTube, other places you can subscribe to things, follow us on Twitter. Yeah. We love to hear from you all as well. Uh, so, sorry, I just feel like I was like really <laughs> low energy that whole time. So, first thoughts on on this episode? You know, I think like we were talking about last episode, the YouTube comments were a little negative. Yeah. People haven't been crazy about this season. Mm-hmm. And I felt during this episode that maybe this could turn some people around a little bit. I thought it was Ooh. a good episode. I thought, you know, at the heart of this show is the relationship between Bill and Virginia. And I think one of the reasons why this this season has been a little different is because mm-hmm. that that relationship has been strained. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, we got to see a little bit of that kind of connection between them that we've kind of grown to love. I, I could see part of that. I personally wasn't that big a fan of this episode. particular episode. I feel like a lot of people think the show has kind of jumped the shark and... Throughout this episode, I was kind of that was kind of in the back of my head, and I was mm-hmm. thinking, well, why do why do they feel that way? And I think I kind of concluded because everything's just kind of a disaster for Virginia and Bill, and seeing Bill kind of just completely spiral out of control. Seeing Virginia, so much angst. This yeah, season. Really I feel like angst. I've lost a lot of sympathy for yeah. Virginia as well, and for Bill. I just don't. I guess I, I'm, I don't care as much about them anymore mm-hmm. as I do about the supporting yeah, characters. Totally understand. So maybe that could be playing into it why it just doesn't seem to be as great as and, it was. Uh, you know, a couple weird plot points kind of coming in mm-hmm. and getting really snagnant, and we're kind of wondering, you know, well, why? Yeah. Why, why even bring it up? You know, and I know we've talked a lot about, you know, Virginia's baby who came into the picture and we yeah. haven't seen. And I understand and the reason why they, they had her have this baby was to separate. The, the character Lizzie Kaplan is portraying further from the actual woman, yeah. Virginia Johnson's, which is, you know, basically why they had her have this child. But it's like, then then at least serve Use that the a little better. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's weird. It's odd. And just to have her get married and then really not really, it comes up only in discussion, but you never hear from, oh my gosh, what is his name? I don't even know. George? George. We never hear from George yeah. anymore because uh, it's been that long. Uh, so it, it's frustrating to have these kind of plot points come up so early in the, the season and to have them kind of wasted away. And yeah. But this, that's why I was thinking this episode is a little bit better because we, got, we, came we back. got to see Lester and we got to see Barton and we got to see Tessa. Yeah. And yeah. So let's just talk about it. Yeah. Let's just jump right into uh, Barton and Jonathan mm-hmm. and Betty. So how did you feel about that? It was finally kind of... Barton being faced with being a gay man in public and, yeah. and, and still kind of, you know, 
he he wasn't a gay man in public, but he was interacting with other gay men in public, which he's never done. Never before. done before, I know. And I was actually like, you know, when the when the guys came up, who were a little bit more flamboyant, you mm-hmm. know, a little more overtly gay, and when they were like asking to sit or whatever, I was like a little nervous that Barton was going to be like, you know, no or yeah. something. But you know, he's like, yeah, of course, join us or whatever. And then. You know, when things got, mm. you know, when the fight kind of broke out and he just like took off. Yeah. And it's just like. It, it, it was interesting because I. It, it kind of brought up this this mindset that it's, I, I hear it from some of my gay friends is still uh, prevalent of like, we don't have to be so flamboyant with yeah, it. Or like you don't have to be this about it. Even though they, they could be in a room full of, of out gay men, they, there's still sometimes that kind of stigma to. To being considered flamboyant, there really is. It's it's really interesting, you know. I I have you know gay friends who will be like, oh, but he's just so gay. Yeah, you know, and they'll say that about each other, being like, he's just so, you know, he's so, and like, you know, it's, it's too much. It's really interesting yeah. because sexuality is a spectrum; it goes up and down. You exactly. know what I mean? And it's just some people are here and some people are here, and mm-hmm. you know, I it, it's. It's just a part of the times, you know, the fifth, you know, wherever we are, the sixties or whatever. And just like, you just didn't see that, you know? Yeah. But you kind of see like the, like the seed for that mindset as people have it now. The Stonewall is kind of reminding me, wasn't that in the sixties? The Stonewall was in the seventies. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we'll just say the beginning of that, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And the aggression and the anger and like, you know, of just being out and proud. Mm -hmm. Um, but just with, with in terms of how Barton kind of, reacted to it and you know being one a closeted man um his re- response to having being faced with out gay men yeah uh in contrast to well in contrast to like how jonathan is mm-hmm. when he's interacting with jonathan jonathan is an out gay man but he's not considered a flamboyant gay man yeah um and he felt comfortable with that but the moment that it's faced like you know this is who we are and this is exactly how we like some people behave, and Where it's it not matter. like a is he isn't he. It's like a yeah. no, he is. Yeah. I was thinking about um, about Libby and how she kind of was like, you know, she's having her fortieth birthday, and she's like, I don't want to live the rest of my life not getting to be happy and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And Barton, as like an older gay man, it's like you. I keep wanting him to also come to the same conclusion, just being like, I want to live the rest of my years yeah. myself, who I am, and be happy with that and stuff like that. And I keep waiting for him to have this kind of wait for the lights to yeah. go on there, but it just doesn't seem to happen. Well, it seemed, I think Jonathan's going to be a really good catalyst for that. Yeah. I really liked his response of just saying, but this is who we are, and he's like, I'm I'm not like my friends, but that doesn't mean that I'm not a gay man. Yeah. And he's like, and it's you and your generation that makes it so much harder for us. And to have that, that scene between Barton and Betty at the end, where, where Betty kind of confesses, like, I struggled as as you have struggled as well, mm-hmm. and having someone in my life who could reflect a positive uh, viewpoint of me really helps. So hopefully that kind of is that little spark and yeah, in Barton to I think that him. was a really important conversation for yeah. him to have because he doesn't spend a whole lot of time with other well-adjusted, mm-hmm. happy homosexual people. Yeah, you know. And I was so grateful for for Betty to finally yeah. have a really good monologue. With somebody who would listen to her, mm-hmm. you know, so much of her of her interactions this season have been with, if not with Helen, who already loves her, yeah. or with Austin, who is Austin, <laughs> uh, have been with Bill, and he's not somebody who hears people. You know, it's so much about him, it's mm-hmm. so much about what he wants and being selfish, and so it was nice to to finally have Betty like. 
yeah. get through to someone. And also just to be, be able to be just honest and just say what you think. No more closed captioning, you know, yeah. you know, saying one thing but really meaning another. Just like an honest conversation, yeah. you know what I mean? And she's Betty, and that's what she does. And so I think it was like a nice pal- palate cleanser for us. Yeah, and to be so forthcoming with yeah. like, Agreed. I really want to be in my child's life from beginning, yeah. not like hidden in the shadows. That was really great to hear. I, w- I hope we get more of that next episode in terms of Betty and, and Helen. But jumping into, um, just to kind of springboard off of that, Tessa and Matt. Interesting. How do you feel about Matt right now? I still don't like Matt. No, of course not. He is Gummy little. I mean, he's not. I, I mean, oh god. I almost Look, feel yeah. like him saying "I love her" was like manipulative. Like, I almost feel like I don't know. I don't know. Does this kid even know what love is? You fucking like forced her to. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's kind of it's really frustrating. It's it's a it's a delicate situation because at the same time, no, I do not like Matt. I don't like Matt because of what he did to Tessa. But at the same time, we kind of talked about that when it first happened, which was like. Forever ago. ago. Literally, hi, Tessa. So nice to see you again. So great to see you again. Not really, but I mean, glad to see that you're still kind of an idiot. Um, (laughs) The angst, the angst. It's just too much. Anytime there's angst in an episode and then you see Tessa, it's like, I just kind of want her to just really have a moment. I was hoping that that moment would happen with her and Virginia. Still hasn't. But before we get get into Virginia and that, um, it it does kind of touch on the fact that Matt loves Tessa and is being portrayed as like a decent guy. It touches on that kind of... Humanizing him a little bit. Yeah, and I understand why they're doing that because it is kind of um, a mentality and it is it is an, a very interesting way to show like how rape culture mm-hmm. is perpetuated. And so also, if, if he was a total douchebag mm-hmm. and if he was just the worst person ever, then we'd all be looking at Tessa like then this is on you. You know what I mean? Like, if he's not a good guy... That? I don't think that. Well, no, I mean, I mean but, we, but, you know, Tessa, I, I just feel like we have to understand why she likes him, or else then we don't... Then, you know what I mean? We have to be, like, emotionally invested mm-hmm. in why she likes him, mm-hmm. or else then it's just like, well, then you're just... I still don't really see why she likes him. He doesn't seem to be as smart or witty no, as she is. No, 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 no. But I, I will say, just to, to jump back for a second, what I meant by, like perpetuating like the the rape culture Mm -hmm. it's it's not all i'm getting in trouble for this it's not all like um on 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 the male perspective of perpetuating rape culture you know the the very thought the very fact that this is not something a conversation that tessa has had with her mom that it's not something that's really come up in their lives is something that is wrong. That mm-hmm. her grandmother kind of perpetuates this whole mindset of being in the service of a man, being exactly, you know, painting your face in a certain way, having your hair done in a certain way, in the service of a man. That that's part of it. And then also, how does that affect someone like Matt, who's just growing up in that world, yeah. who does perceive his his girlfriend as a sexual being, and she is a sexual being, but perceives her as a sexual being in the service. Of him, essentially, right, and, and also, and also, yeah. like you know, he's he's his view of her is a little warped through what her, her mother does. It's it's warped, but from what her mother does, but it's also warped from that time. Just like yeah. you know, I was I was very touched by the fact that Dan said you should listen what, to her. Yeah, you should be concerned with her feelings, Almost like how she's going to feel about Almost it. Almost like he knew. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, wow, that was really... And I just wanted to, I just wanted to say, like, where was this conversation 
seven episodes ago. That's now, what I'm it didn't saying. have to be last there when it happened, about, but why wasn't it sooner? Last week about how frustrating it is when you know you're going on a fourth, fifth you know, sixth episode in a season where you're having a problem that could have been solved with a conversation mm-hmm. weeks ago. And that's when it gets a little bit tiring as a viewer. Well, now it, it seems to me like they're just kind of circling around it. Like they're still not yeah. going to touch on it. It's they're still not going to address it. It's a show about sex. We don't, this is, you know, that, you know, in Bill's study with mm-hmm. this whole book and everything, like, has Bill ever, ever said the word rape? No. You know, I don't think I think uh, I think Virginia kind of alluded to it the first episode. Okay, during that interview where, when then it was discovered that she was pregnant. Okay, but they haven't really touched on on rape, and it seems it doesn't seem like it's something that Bill or Virginia would be afraid to touch on. It seems like it's something that the writers of Masters of Sex are afraid to touch on. Yeah, maybe. Like, they did this really big thing and then didn't know what to do with it, and so they just kind of, like, backtracked, and now Matt's this really great guy. And I'm not saying that Matt isn't a great guy, but that has to be addressed in a way, okay, of, like, well, then what is it about the culture he lives in or what he's learned from his family or whoever? Because we haven't that, really seen any of that. Yeah. So maybe we will, you know what I mean? I hope so. Maybe we'll meet his dad and his dad is like I some doubt like, they're going to go that deep with it. But redneck, you know, asshole. I don't know. I think, but I think that's making it too easy. If they too go in easy. that direction, yeah, then, then it's Because then we're like, easy. oh, then we really can't hate him at all. Yeah. And I think that we kind of, we, we have to hate Matt. We have to. I don't think we have to hate Matt. I think, I think it's, it's fine to not hate Matt. It's just that they need to touch on but even, on the even complications all the stuff of that. today. Even like mm-hmm. watching watching him with Tessa and watching him say like I love her and stuff like that. In the back of my mind, I was like, but don't forget. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, but don't don't forget what he did. Yeah, that was wrong. But there's also because uh, <laughs> I'm in a, I'm, I'm in a storytelling group and we were talking about this in through one of the stories of how. My mom's it, calling me. Oh no! <laughs> it can't just be all on the women to to say like, "Well, this is what we need to address, and we need to punish these men every single time." It, it has to be a discussion, which is a very scary discussion to have. Of like, why do you think that's okay? Mm-hmm. What about you thinks that the way you treated Tessa? was justified and that she wanted it. Like, why do you think that the response to a woman saying she's been raped was she wanted it? Mm -hmm. Like, why do you think that that's the the proper thing to say to someone? So I think if they touch on that, if they're, if they're 10 times savvier than they, they have shown themselves to be in the writing room, um, then that's a show I want to see because then it's not making Matt into a monster because he's not a monster. What he did was very wrong. Yeah, but I don't think he even realizes the weight of what he did. No, definitely, you know? definitely and that's something not. that should be addressed and discussed. I mean, even even in the time, even even in that episode when it was happening, it was yeah. it wasn't even like this coming from this place of anger. You know, it wasn't like this like it was just wrong. Yeah, it was just like a complete misread of a situation. Yeah. And you know, and that's yeah. When we're when we're watching this episode, and they they are humanizing him a little bit, it's just like. But the thing is, it's is just that like, he is human. Like, yeah, I know. And, that's, and that's it's a hard just it's just the times. It's just like this, you know. This instead of you know this culture, and even now that we're, we're we have instead of teaching, you know, up until like a couple of years ago, we're teaching girls, you know, be careful when you're walking home. We're just now starting to say don't rape as opposed to to men as opposed to don't get raped to girls. Yeah. you know what I mean. So that's still a conversation. That's you know, still that's a, a, 
that's a mindset that we're still shifting. Yeah. So, so it's 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 something that I hope that they they actually will touch on and not just kind of gloss over this thing no, or just not. make I mean, it like Tessa being a victim. They need to really touch on because if we're both gonna, sides. If this is Masters of Sex and this is a show about sex and we're going to bring up rape, then we really need to have this conversation. Yeah. It can't be this like little tiny, rape isn't like this little tiny nugget that you get to throw in like an Easter egg at the end. Yeah. Like, no. This like, is not Game of Thrones, okay? This is not, yeah. <laughs> like, or or you even, even, out, even Outlander that we were talking about yeah, before. Yeah, but Outlander actually did a much better job of handling rape. I 100% agree with you than, than Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. 100% <laughs> agree with you. Uh, all the time. Anyway. Anywho. But touching on that with, um, it was just kind of... I just I, got like so heated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, television uh, and sexual Don't assault. rape. Don't rape. Like, please. Uh, no, it's it's... It's frustrating, and I no longer really care about the dynamic between Tessa and Virginia anymore because they just will not address it. They're just making Tessa incredibly unlikable. And I don't want to not like Tessa, but making a decision to lose your virginity on your mom's bed in hopes that she will come home and find you is just crass and annoying. I want one nugget of Tessa that I like. There is no part of her that I like. Not anymore. No, I mean, for me, never. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe it's a thing about the actress. I've never been crazy about her, but I know, I know. But like, she just she's she's a little bit of a one trick pony for me. Mm. And so it's kind of like, oh, I only you, saw you, in that orphan film. That's so yeah, I've seen her in a couple of things, and it's like when you see her, you go, I know exactly what part she's going to play, and she does it every time, and that's mm. fine. You know, it's it's a part that people are writing for, and she yeah. can do it, so that's great. But I think yeah, I'm having a really hard time liking her, and you know, Bill has this breakdown, and it cuts right back to Virginia right after it moping moping about Tessa mm-hmm. and I'm just like I don't give a fuck that's, I think that's the, the the running theme as of late is that I just I'm losing my ability to care for a lot of the characters yeah. except for like the characters who probably won't even be around like uh, Dan I just loved how Dan handled that whole situation me too, Dan has been like an MVP right? wouldn't let Matt leave, he was like you're gonna stay we're gonna wait till your mom gets home and I felt like Virginia kind of dropped the ball when she got home yeah, I wanted this to be more yeah. I wanted this to be the, what we have been waiting for, the conversation yeah. this kind of like rubber cement that is gonna seal this, you know kind of yeah. issue writers of sex, quit being af- or masters of writers of masters of sex <laughs> Uh, quit being afraid to address it. Address that crap. Maybe, address what, maybe it. you know what? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay positive and yeah. hope that we're gonna get it. But now we keep getting so close to and the conversation, so and it ends, and it's, it's exhausting. Like, and I, you know what I mean? Virginia's not gonna do it. Fine, Virginia's going crazy. Give it to Betty. Give it to, give it yeah. to Dan. Give it to someone else. I don't care. Helen, just, like, that would be address weird. Address it. <laughs> give it to Helen. Give it to Austin. I someone, don't know. someone, someone, talk to Tessa. Someone talk to Tessa. Anyways, on that note. <laughs> Uh, I will say the men that are being introduced into the lives of the women of Masters of Sex, not the men who are already here, but the men who are being introduced, are just MVPs all the way. I yeah. think Paul won me over this episode. And you, you sneaky writers, you. Right? Because I was like, oh. And I still think Libby needs some alone time. I'm not, I'm going to stand my ground. I still think she needs some alone time. Mm-hmm. But if there was going to be a man introduced into her life, I'm happy it's Paul. Yeah. Because the very first scene between this episode, and I was like, oh, he's trying to wife up. Mm-hmm. That's lame. I he's know. He's trying to make a run errand. Just like go straight he's, from, you know, straight from Joy to Libby. Yeah. You know, don't skip a beat. 
to just like, all right, pick up the dry cleaning and yeah. make sure you grab a sandwich while you're doing that. But if you could also do everything else. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, that's lame and that sucks. But great to see you, Paul. And then to have it turn and him like do this whole big surprise and yeah. think about her birthday and, and her involving her children in it. I, I was know. like, it was like Aw. so sweet. Just like a shout out. We were laughing about how like the play started and like right as it started, like the music swelled. Right. Like, these, these writers were not about to like They're write like, this I'm not dumb writing a play. stupid Rapunzel play. And I was like, I feel you. That's understandable. But yeah. it, it, it's, it's great to see. Especially after Libby confessed why she was having such a difficult time connecting mm-hmm. with Paul and what happened with Robert, Ro- yeah. Robert, um, I, I gained a lot more empathy for Libby because I was losing it because she was getting kind of shrill and she was getting kind of mopey and well, just kind of saying like really sexist things about women and where they stand, and I was like, "What? Yeah, you're, you're so right. close to being free." <laughs> That's interesting because that was that was kind of a a part of her that got another thing that kind of got brought up in the middle of the season that also yeah that was kind of making a return kind of ceased to that I thought was going away and so interesting it's if she were to marry Paul I, I just I want her to do it on her terms I want I think if she was talking about how the first forty of her life. She just didn't feel like she'd done what she wanted to do. wasn't living the life she wanted. Yeah. I hope the next 40, even if she does choose to be with Paul, is living her life the way she wants to live it. You know, she doesn't have to be a housewife if she doesn't want to be. She doesn't have to be somebody's wife. She can be Libby. She can have everything she has going for her because she's a very intelligent woman. And... And and have that too. I just hope she doesn't sacrifice one for the other like she did yeah, with Bill. I know. I'm trying to think if there's some kind of parallel to Bill giving her the tr- the trip alone. Mm. Well, I think I think she just should still take that trip alone. Uh, but because we were saying that yeah. she needs to be and everything like that. I was just wondering if you know if that's just kind of we keep saying that like the more the more she has these conversations with Bill that it make it very clear that their relationship is over or, mm-hmm. or that there's nowhere else to go yeah. the more she gets pushed to Paul pushed to leave Bill you know what yeah. I mean in kind of like these little small ways yeah I think she was and Bill kind of does it I think not even thinking about it but I think he is kind of pushing her out because he wants uh, Virginia to take her place and that was a really I mean that was obviously obvious yeah. in this moment that Bill is ready to Move put a on. ring on it it was, I think it, to see him give her that gift and have it be so thoughtful and then for him to say that such a thoughtless thing of like, but you should just go by yourself because, you know, the family I, is, is a burden. And I, and I would ruin it for and you. And I would ruin it like I did last time, which is fair that he ruined a vacation. But it, you you can tell he's not putting any work or effort into the marriage Zero. anymore. You know? Zero. He did that thing because it was like, nice. But he but. did. Like, he put a lot of effort into this birthday gift, but still couldn't put himself into it. He but, put all of this into it, but couldn't put himself in. Yeah. I mean, even making dinner plans on your wife's birthday, not with your wife. Like, setting up a reservation so you could ask Virginia to dinner. It, it's It's frustrating. And I want... Libby to get out of that marriage no matter what. Do I think Paul is the best choice? I think he'd be a great father for like the yeah. kids and everything. Mm-hmm. I just I'm I'm not 100% sure just that like, Libby shouldn't have that time alone. And I was yeah. grateful that they added the line of like I'm willing to wait for however long it takes. Cuz then it's like, okay, well maybe she can go like 
do what she needs to do and on also her, it's on a delicate own. situation yeah you know it's what a I mean? very delicate it takes it takes a little bit of coercion yeah and i think johnny and all the kids would be much better off with paul as their stuff i agree it's weird the show about i think you know since it, it does take place over quite a few years mm-hmm. it's interesting how long you have people stay in bad situations stay when they're not happy you know what people i mean do it because, all the time, exactly mm-hmm. and then, like as a viewer you know i'm i'm 10 episodes in into the season and i'm like god how is she still you know how is she still with him and i think that's mm-hmm. kind of how we're supposed to feel you know yeah. what i mean that like people do stay in situations so much longer than they're supposed to and i think the frustration is on purpose yeah i think we're supposed to be frustrated and i think that's kind of even a a running theme like of, of even with tessa kind of staying in situation yeah she knows she should get out of but also kind of using that situation to kind of get get at her mom or virginia staying in the situation with bill when she know like it's it's great for her business but she knows like she really should put down her foot and say no, mm-hmm. this is business, and we don't have that type of relationship, and we're not going to have that type of relationship. But when you think, like, with Libby, even talking about her wedding day, like, that was, what, 20 years ago, probably? 15 years ago? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 15, if she has, like, a 12-year-old son. So, you can spend majority of your life with the wrong yeah, person. you really guys. can. It's a true story. Don't do don't it. Do it. get out get Uh, out now let's talk Uh, about the surrogacy program yes so the surrogacy program i was happy they finally showed a woman going through it same but i i hate this whole storyline i just want to die it's really weird it's really weird because like i think that both virginia and bill think that this program is kind of built on hopes and dreams and not Mm -hmm. much else Mm -hmm. You know, it, it that, that what it could do potentially is a really wonderful thing, mm-hmm. but there's just too many constants, or there's too many variables, and no no control. There's no constant, and it just feels it's really weird to watch it because they're making progress, but it's not yeah. feasible. So it's really it's a really interesting and frustrating part of the show. Well, I, I think the it's interesting to see how. Like even with the the situation with Nora, an episode back with her her surrogate, that a key component of sexual dysfunction is uh, an intimacy issue. Mm-hmm. So it it's not like you can just throw a stranger into a room with someone, and and all all of a sudden magically the sexual dysfunction is going to be solved. Mm-hmm. Like if there's a sexual dysfunction, it's a it's a mental dysfunction usually and. Not all the time. I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> um, but that's linked to some type of emotional trauma, most mm-hmm. likely. So you can't solve that physically without solving the emotional issues. Yeah, it's a little bit like trying to do it with you know stick it together with glue and and paper clips. Yeah, it's not exactly it's, that's fixing, not how it's work. Yeah, it's not exactly I, fixing the problem. There's not you. You can find the the intimacy issue in a couple. Like they can they can break that down because the couple's already together. They're already mm-hmm. working on that. But to just throw two strangers into a room and say, "Touch me here," like it was just like what Lois was saying to Lester. Like I don't know anything about you. Mm-hmm. I, what do you do for a living? And tell me more about yourself. It. You, if someone just like wants to to get their rocks off, then yeah, by all means, like mm-hmm. that makes sense. But I think when it's something where 
you've you're associating sex in any type of way with any type of pain yeah. or trauma, then that has to be addressed before you can be physical. And they're they're completely skipping over that. Yeah, part. like we need some therapy sessions. Yeah. Which is what Virginia's supposed yeah. to do, right? But the, but the, you know, the idea of it is good, though. You know what I mean? I think, yeah. I think, I think that even it's a great idea in theory. Bill is coming in here with good and with good intention. Oh yeah, you know. So that's why it's kind of a frustrating thing to watch because you're like, but there's, it's just not. Yeah, it's not feasible. Yeah. this is just not solving a pro. This isn't the way to solve this problem. And, it's and just, that's why when like they're having these little moments of like. You know, Eureka. Yeah, that mm-hmm. you're kind of like, oh, cool, but also, why are we doing this? <laughs> it seems like it's just really a storyline in order to get that was leading up to the point where Virginia and Bill would have the scene they had tonight. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> you didn't really have to work that hard. Like, it, it's really not that necessary. And it was really creepy and grossed me out. Oh, the scene with the scene with Virginia and Bill. Yeah, it, it grossed you out. It grossed me out because. The intentions behind it. That's what I wrote. I wrote up here. I was like, I can never tell if Bill is doing research for real or if he's just trying to seduce Virginia. I and, <laughs> and for some reason, first season when he was having sex with her, it didn't creep me out. More so because I guess I felt like, if nothing else, Virginia was in on it. Mm-hmm. And Bill wasn't fully aware that he had any feelings. And this time around, I felt Bill is very much aware that what he's doing is manipulating her. He's got all the he feels. He even had a bloody hallucination about it with his dad father. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's intentionally trying to manipulate this to his his benefit to get this woman to remember how the way they were. And it's like, yeah, wonder, but you weren't ever really that way. Do you think that his failures with Virginia mm-hmm. romantically are bringing back feelings about his, you know... Kind of failure to have a good relationship with his with his father. You know, is there maybe? Is it a, and maybe he just is failing to connect with people, and that's why that's coming in. You know, where yeah. does where does dad fit into this situation? I think Bill is so rarely out of control. Mm-hmm. Like he's drinking a lot. Yeah, and and that whole situation with Nora. Uh huh. That. <laughs> That that's if there were ever a moment in Bill's life prior where he felt out of control, where he couldn't fix something, it was probably a relationship with his father. Yeah, and that's the only way I can think he could really be connected. Um, but it always comes. It back was to random dad. to always see the dad. dad, but yeah, yeah, daddy issues, right? Daddy but, issues. <laughs> uh, I I just I don't I didn't particularly care for anything that Bill did this episode, no. except for giving Libby that really nice gift that he kind of <laughs> shed on. Yeah, I also, I mean, like, I wanted to hand it, uh, give a hand to Michael Sheen for his breakdown. Yeah. I feel like we sometimes take Michael Sheen for granted because we know that he's kind of like, you know, the boss. A great actor. He's pretty, yeah. he's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, really, really good work after, after the scene with Nora. I think, yeah. um, when Bill is vulnerable, it, it, he does wonderful stuff with that. So, yeah. Just wanted to tip a little hat. To Michael Sheen, I, see, I think you know him admitting to to really loving uh, Virginia mm-hmm. is is great, but it also kind of I don't know she she doesn't love him, and that's another conversation that they need to have. Like she doesn't love him, yeah. She doesn't reciprocate the feelings. We got a lot of loose ends. Yeah, they need to like wrap that crap up. Like, yeah, at least one of them. There's too so many. So it's kind of hard to really like get to enjoy these moments of, mm-hmm. you know, self 
you know, discovery. Yeah. When there's no light at the end of that tunnel. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't get to see, we don't, we don't get to enjoy that moment because mm-hmm. we know that it's not really, we're not really tying anything up. We're not really yeah. getting a result. And it's, it's also weird to kind of see this happening between them, knowing the expectation is that these two people are supposed to end up married to each other. Yeah. And it, it's kind of like, well, please don't try and do that in the next two episodes or don't even try and do that in the next season because in no way is Virginia at a place where she that could be, be married really rushed to when Bill. It, yeah. yeah, it, it would, it would be a little like, horrifying. I feel because they, they didn't stay married, did they? Um, they were married for about 22 years. But I could almost see like Virginia going into... Because I feel like a lot of Virginia's relationship with Bill has been like this kind of like silent complacency, where and it that, doesn't. And I feel like that could continue on. That is kind of what, if if you re- read Masters of Sex, the actual Virginia Johnson does kind of comment on yeah. that of like, well, he was there and yeah. it, it seemed to benefit the work and and the thing is is that. Bill Masters did leave her for like mm-hmm. the love of his life that he never got to be mm-hmm. with back, you know, 50 years prior. So, um, it, it, I could see it being like a complacency thing. It's just a really, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you know, man. maybe, like, maybe, maybe <laughs> or, you know, that she could yeah. go into the, go into the marriage that way and then really fall for him at some point. Um, I don't it's know. It's just kind of a, a really. It's, but it's I agree just with you. I don't setting up for a really them, sad relationship. I don't want to see them get 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 back together until there's serious fireworks. I at least I at least want to see the full course of her and Dan's relationship before I see any moves with Bill. And Bill has got to like calm down from this breakdown. I know it's rough, dude, to be rejected, but you got to like calm down. And <laughs> also so irritating because it's so hypocritical. It's like, Bill... Yeah. He's I mean, married to another woman. I know. I mean, I guess, you know, in, in that way, he's not sleeping with Libby the way that Virginia is sleeping with both Bill and Dan. Yeah. You know, they don't really have that kind of relationship, but it's still, it's just like, it's, dude. But it, it shouldn't even, even matter because she's not... She's not... They don't have any type of commitment. They haven't put mm-hmm. any boundaries on the relationship they haven't had that discussion so she has every right to do what she wants yes she including does including the fact that she's in a sham marriage but um it, it, i just it, it's it's a bit too much yeah. and then like with with bill and the drinking and the whole scene with with nora which kudos to you for thinking something was suspect with nora because i thought she was okay until this episode when she was like Caressing his finger. his finger, like and that. then like, when she met up with, with Ron, Ron, Ronald, Ronald, Ronald. Uh, Sturgis mm-hmm. at the end, what was that all about? So was she a plant the whole time? Well, you know, I think that uh, that's a definite. I think that yeah, she's like working with Ronald a little bit, mm-hmm. and then in the preview for next week, there's like a a policeman and stuff, and I'm thinking like maybe Nora's still underage, and Bill just doesn't know how old, how old she is, and I don't know. We'll get to that later. Maybe I was I just wanted to go back briefly and say how 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 relieving it is to have Dan know Dan call uh, Virginia out on knowing about Bill yeah. and finally get to hear Virginia talk about her relationship with Bill mm-hmm. because you know she's always she's been lying for mm-hmm. years. You know what I mean? And so that was kind of a nice moment to get to hear her like get to actually say the words. Yeah. You know, so that was good. That's one step forward. Yeah, Dan's great. Dan's and, great. And he didn't but judge you know, her, but like, not at everybody all. Because we had some YouTube commenters who were not happy with him. In what way? 
Uh, I should I should look it up. Just being like, well, just just estimate. Like, I can't remember ex- the exact thing, but you know, I'm just saying we might be not the only. We might, you know. Well, but no, I'm sure some people don't like Dan. I yeah. didn't like Dan for a very long time, but I think in terms of what, I think he shows a level of maturity that we need that you don't see a lot on television. In a man or a woman. And especially not on this one, because we're dealing with a bunch of children. A bunch of children. A bunch of angsty children. How he's handled every situation, how he's been able to talk about... I really do want to hear more about him and his wife, so it'll be nice to see... Who is not sick. Yeah, Judy Greer. Judy Greer. Make an appearance. My girl. Yeah. We went to the same college. Oh, did you? Ten years apart. She's your girl, then. (laughs) But I do love 13 going on 30. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> That's the one. That's, That's the one. The one. Uh, no, it, it will be great to hear just how he operates w- with his marriage. And so yeah, I get some so insight. to see what the relationship yeah, is. Yeah, to see if she doesn't seem like, phased by it either. No, no. So, like, I wonder, yeah, like, what, if, like, if they were on, if they were on Facebook, like, in an open <laughs> relationship with. Yeah. I think it's just, it's really nice to see someone who has a very forward way of thinking in this show. Like, I don't even know if if, if Dan and the way he handles things is somebody that exists in real mm-hmm. life. Um, probably not. But the way that he goes about handling things is such a forward yeah. movement on this show that you don't get a lot. Speaking of variables and, and, and a control, he gets to be kind of our control where yeah. everything else is the variable. Everything's out of control. Mm-hmm. Even though his or relationship, to be fair, is with his wife is just kind of not common. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, the way he handles it, the way he handles dealing with Tessa, the way he handles Virginia, the way he handles Bill, it, it's just a, someone who's aware of people's flaws yeah. and forgiving of them, um, but doesn't let people get away with, with, with bullshit. Yeah. It'll be, in- it'll be really interesting to see yeah. what happens there. So touching on that, shall we go into <clears throat> predictions? Sure, we can do predictions. Yeah. Did we get everything else? Was there anything else? Right. Yeah. Not much. Was there anything Nora? Yeah. That was everything. All right. You want to start in? Um, I was saying earlier that, you know, in the previews, which I hate going off, I hate the, you know, next week on, mm-hmm. so I think it's kind of a hashtag spoiler, but... um. Oh. I think we're gonna see. I think the police are there because of Nora. I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna go ahead and put my money on that. Mm. Um, and or you know I don't know maybe Bill does end up socking that Ronald kid and then he gets in trouble or something. Because um, that guy, the 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 badge he flashed was FBI. FBI. So, I don't know what that. Was I didn't about. see that. Anyway, at least I thought we'll it was. see. I'm really interested to see what happens with Nora now. You know if she kind of spins out of control and starts. You know, ruining things. I could mm-hmm. see that happening. She seems, you know, a little mentally unstable. Mm. You know, when they were like hooking up and she's like, Say you love me. And yeah. Like, ah. Did anyone else have that flashback to Swim Fan? Because I was like, What? I've like, never seen Swim Fan. Oh, I'm old. But like, <laughs> when uh, Swim Fan is like basic instinct for kitties, basically. Okay. And she's like, We can have sex in the pool. That's okay. I just oh, say is this you the love one me. with Denise? No. That's Wild Things. I think you're thinking of oh. or something. Denise Richards? Yeah. Yeah, that's Wild Things. But it, it's... I can't remember their names because they don't really act anymore. But... Uh, oh, wait. No, Erica Christensen. Yes. And that yes. guy. <laughs> Erica Christensen just got married. Oh, yes. I saw exactly. that in the magazine yes. the other day. <laughs> she's still an actor. I'm sorry. She was around. on Parenthood. Yeah. Um, she's, I like her. 
But she's like, say you love me. It doesn't mean anything. I just want to hear you say it. And I was like, oh, God, they're going to go, like, go all swim. Not basic instinct, but um, fatal attraction. Fatal, fatal attraction. attraction. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So that was scary. But I was more afraid of yeah, her and the whole I totally, Ronald thing. I totally think that. Yeah, I know. I'm really interested to mm-hmm. see what their relationship is. Um, that whole speech he gave about what the word holy means yeah. was, like, super cryptic and Weird. weird. It was Creepy. super weird. Um, and, um, I mean, is it is it just a pipe dream to keep hoping that we're going to have the conversation with Tessa and Virginia that it we've might been hoping be. for? It might be. So maybe I should just give up on that. Well, I guess my prediction is um, whatever happens in that dinner scene with, with Dan and, and the wife might be the catalyst for why Dan ends up stepping out of the picture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it would be nice to get a little bit more on Barton. It would be nice to have a little bit more of Alice and Janney to come back and, and just kind of touch on where she's at. Yeah, do we know if she's going to be back at all? I don't know. Probably not. But mm. even to have Barton kind of have a little bit more forward movement, I think after this next episode, they're probably going to do another time jump, like probably by about five years. I just have a run. For the last for the We last have episode. two episodes. So you think yeah. the next one will be... Next one will be just like in the present, and okay. then by at least the end of episode twelve, they're going to do a time jump just to kind of catch up on, you know, because yeah. I think that's the only way they can get really get rid of Dan and everything. Yeah, I think and we're gonna Henry, have, we're going to get. Yeah. A, oh, that's right. We have to see Henry. Yeah. I think we're going to have a really big episode next week. I think it's going to be kind of that's a big the. One? Yeah, I think it's going to be the episode. Okay. So I'm really hoping, just really hoping for like. I, I just want an episode to be over and just like get to take a breath and feel like things kind of somewhat are I feel Forward, like we're, I feel like we're in lo- we're in lost territory right now with oh, all the no. loose ends we have. Lost. Uh, I, I know. know. I can't even talk about the So whatever, whatever. I want, I want big conversations. Yeah. I want I want a, like a lo- I want some character development next episode. Yes. I want to see some people make some big moves. That would be nice. Hopefully we'll get one thing tied up before the season yeah, finale. for the season finale. Anywho, that about sums us up for the After Buzz After Show for Masters of Sex. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, I am Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at MS, Miss Adrian at Miss Adrian Snow. <laughs> I'm just freaking out. Uh, M S A D R I A N S N O W. Where can they follow you? Quinn? You guys can find me on Twitter at Quinn Skillian. You can find me on Instagram at Quinstagram, and you can search for me on Vine on the Quinn B. All right, you guys have a good night, and we'll see you next Sunday. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.